I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, which regulates many of our most critical bodily functions, such as learning and memory, emotional processing, sleep, temperature, and pain control, and inflammatory and immune responses. The CBD brand that I take and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection a sleep gummy. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, including THC. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products are for when intense support is needed. Reserve Sleep Gummies build on their unique Reserve Collection formula with effective sleep-focused ingredients to better prepare you for bed each night. Wake up feeling refreshed, energized, and ready to take on the day with Reserve Sleep Gummies. All of Plus CBD's products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection Sleep Gummies. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. The subject is food addiction. We're talking to one of the world's foremost experts on that subject, Dr. Joan Ifland, PhD. She also has a master's in business administration from Stanford. So that gives her perspective on the business practices which are causing food addiction to skyrocket. Uh, it's an insidious campaign by big food and big agriculture uh, to get us hooked and uh, we're, uh, she's also uh, author of an authoritative text on the subject, Processed Food Addiction. It's got a website, Food Addiction Reset. Uh, we're going to talk a little later about uh, what people can do to address their food addictions because uh, there is a path towards redemption. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, the, the big development in the field of obesity, uh, they feel like it's, it's the holy grail. We've now... Uh, have tools, medical tools, not just surgical tools like gastric bypass to address the problem of obesity. Uh, and these drugs are soaring in popularity. We've got uh, the semaglutide drugs. We've got new combo drugs like uh, Munjaro, previous drugs like uh, Ozempic, Rebelsis. Uh, these are medications that uh, work in the brain and actually reduce cravings. So it would seem, Dr. Ifland, that we are tackling the problem of food addiction because people who take these medications lose weight, uh, partly because their gastrointestinal tract slows down. Uh, that kind of reduces hunger signals. But part of it is that they, they, these drugs work directly on the brain to reduce craving. What's the problem with that? Well, they're affecting... Um a receptor, the GLP-1 receptor, and um, you would get the same effect from smoking. So people used to smoke to lose weight, or they, they didn't want to quit smoking because they would gain weight. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because smoking, um, because the, the cravings were transferred. So in this case, this is just plain old scary. There are, so there are GLP-1 receptors on the craving pathway um, neurons. And when those um, receptors are being stimulated by these new drugs, um, that satisfies the craving, if you will. But receptors wear out 
And this is why um, heavy processed food use is associated with depression, for example, even suicide. Mm -hmm. Because those neurons are responsible for generating um, neurotransmitters that make us feel good. It's pleasure and satisfaction and a sense of good. Well, when you over-bombard any receptor, when you load it up with, you know, dockings uh, beyond its capability, it stops working. Mm-hmm. So, can, can I offer I an analogy that, there you know, that that, I, that might be helpful? It's yeah. a little bit like, uh, you know, if you uh, start listening to uh, heavy slam metal music. Uh, for you know mm-hmm. years and years and years uh, it's going to be hard to go to uh, you know the Philharmonic uh, and listen to you know a Brahms uh, concerto uh, because yep. you're you're and in fact you you ultimately will go deaf you know because uh, your receptors in your ears will be so uh, hammered by this overstimulation uh, that you won't be able to appreciate uh, more subtle uh, uh, musical forms. So I, is that a, a, a great, possibly great good analogy. analogy? Okay. Yes. And, and, and it's hearing if you over bombard the ears and it's pleasure, satisfaction, and a sense of good. If you over bombard the reward pathways. So uh, this has not been studied and it's scary to me. That the um, that these drugs are out there, people are using them, and what is happening to those receptors? Are the, the technical term is down regulation, mm-hmm. and you can actually see it on brain scans. And this was really brilliant work that Nora Volkoff and her team did. And there's also the on. theme of the book Do- uh, Dopamine Nation by uh, uh, yep. Anna Lembert. Uh, you know, she, she's, mm-hmm. she's big on this, this theme that we're overstimulating our receptors in so many ways, you know, partially with food, but also yep. with, uh, the stimulus that we get from social media and the stimulus and reward that we get yep. from, uh, you yep. know, you know, all the forms of entertainment that we indulge in. Porn and, and yeah, porn romance too. novels. Absolutely. Exactly. And sex and relation it just goes on and on. And, now that these corporations all have access to the brain imaging technology, screens and and certainly processed foods, it's just a long list of things that artificially stimulate that dopamine. And video games for children. Oh, mm-hmm. please, let's yeah. not get started. Okay, so that's one that's one whole set of concerns because a lot of different cells, dozens of different cells, have those GLP one receptors. So are we down-regulating? When down-regulation means that cell's not working because it can't bring in the chemicals anymore that make it work. So down-regulation is serious. But the question is, are we also down-regulating GLP-1 receptors on other organs? Mm-hmm. Nobody has looked at that. Well, that's, So that's one whole set of concerns. The other set of concerns is that um, people who've had processed food addiction for, and now it's 30 years, you know, this, this started in the 1980s, so now it's, it's, we're well into the 35 years of this. We know from the animal research, it only takes, if you translate 
animal lifespan into human lifespan, it only takes about six months of a, um, what they call a grocery store diet to the equivalent in human years would be six months. So six months to be addicted to these foods where these high levels of sugar, fat, salt are hidden. But we've been at it for over 35 years. Mm -hmm. And this is why. This is why we see uh, people eating 73% of their food in processed foods. There's also concern about even uh, prenatal programming, you know, what mother eats is important to the kid. And then, of course, we start the kids very early on these kinds of things. You know, I see the kinds of, you know, I go to restaurants and see what the kids are eating. Uh, They're getting the kitty plate, which is, you know, uh, pretty abysmal. Yeah. All right. So... This is now a severe, deeply seated, complex addiction. And that means that for that person to have the life that they're designed to live, you know, purposeful and fulfilled and happy and social, they have to be trained to live in society again. They have to be trained to control their thoughts trained to control their behavior, trained to control their emotions. They have to be trained in sleep because processed foods interfere with with sleep cycles. Hmm. It's on and on and on. And, And they've been traumatized. So they've been rejected by their culture. They've been stressed out. They've been insulted. And, oh, just what happens when you have a, you know, a large body shape is just shameful. And 44% of the country now is overweight or severely, sorry, 44% of the country is obese, obese. or severely. Beating obese. the criteria for obesity, you're not just yes. a little bit overweight. Yeah. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. Here goes. Listen up. You don't need a study to tell you that aging and fatigue go hand in hand. Nevertheless, my friends at Nutritional Therapeutics, makers of NT Factor, point to 16 studies, all peer-reviewed and published in medical journals, showing that NT Factor can reduce fatigue, while at the same time, age-related changes in the cells are reversed. For 30 years, the makers of NT Factor have worked to improve our health spans by focusing on the mitochondria, the energy powerhouses of our cells. Their science shows that NT Factor, which I don't go a day without and recommend to my patients, improves our energy and prevents the deterioration that accompanies aging. It promises that our day-to-day lives will be improved, and they keep proving it in studies that include placebo-controlled trials, both in the academic institutions and in medical practices like mine. You can find NT Factor at your favorite health food store or online retailer, or to order direct, go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Don't let tiredness and fatigue rob your senior years. Invest regularly in the anti-aging benefit of NT Factor at ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource for you. And now back to today's guest, Dr. Joan Ifland. When it comes to these weight loss medications, it's also been speculated, and there's a couple of articles where uh, you're quoted, uh, which speculate that because there's a dulling of your uh, food cravings, you know, your sensation of pleasure and reward from food, that it may affect dopamine pathways overall. I think you were alluding to that, and that it could lead to people having kind of a uh, a sort of a bland affect with regard to all 
types of reward in life. And, you know, there mm-hmm. is some, there's yes. some initial that reports that people article. are experiencing more depression uh, when they're on these medications mm-hmm. because, well, mm-hmm. they're not getting the rewards from food, but they may not be getting the rewards from other things because the neurochemistry is changing. Their, their brain. They're uh, numbed out. Yeah. Yeah. This is, it's, it's so disturbing. And if you look back at history also, every weight loss drug has been pulled from the market. Hmm. Every weight loss drug comes in, you know, fen-fen with a big fanfare. And then it's heart disease and it's memory loss. And and then it gets pulled from the market and women have died. So here's, I mean, here's the sad thing. We have an answer. Based on 28 years in the field, what I have really learned is that an online community where everybody's doing the same thing makes it easy to um, give up the processed foods, to get a good sleep schedule, to start some movement, um, to start socializing safely, and and actually treat mm. the uh, alterations in the brain. So that it's a recovery model. It's a recovery treat. community uh, that is uh, uh, something that... Uh, addresses the underpinnings of this, but for some of these people, their brains literally are have been rewired. Is it possible? Is there enough right. brain plasticity to get back to equilibrium? Yes, I'm going. I'm going to tell you something I, I think is really surprising, but I know why it happens. So, I started out in um, 1996. I got off of sugar and flowers to lose weight. But my raging stopped. And the bloating and the sinus infection and the allergies and the brain fog and the fatigue, mm-hmm. a whole profile of things just stopped. Mm-hmm. So I adopted this as a career. And for the next 22 years, I tried 14 major different approaches to helping people go off the processed foods because it was easy for me, mm-hmm. but nobody else could do it. So um, it was in the textbook that I realized why nothing I was doing was working. And it's because it's a severe addiction. So you just, you know, you run right to the literature. What do you do for a severe addiction? Oh, two years of residential treatment. Oh, hmm. well, I'm thinking, oh, shoot, we're not sending 100 million people to residential treatment. <laughs> right, that's not but what you. But Why? Why? Because of the cueing, the triggering, the signaling, the stimulation, you go to residential treatment so that you won't see the the substance that's making you crazy with cravings. But what I figured out once Zoom came along, I figured out we could do that online. We could teach people how to create safety from cueing and signaling and availability, all those things that trigger dopamine releases and cravings, we could teach people to set that up in their homes. Hmm. Now, there's one other thing you have to know about treatment. It's, it's not visible, but once you see it, you can't unsee it. And all of these recovery communities, which is mirror neurons, the brain is constantly looking around for what other people are doing so the brain can copy it. Mm-hmm. The brain wants to do what everybody else is doing. It's, a, it's the 
highest level of survival. Because right. if everybody's looking for water and you're looking for water, you're going to find water, food, shelter, fight off predators, the whole thing. So these poor people who are being given this drug, but now, you know, when when 83% of the country is overweight or obese, now it's abnormal to be a normal weight. So you're asking these people who have suffered real trauma from rejection. Now they're losing weight, and now they no longer fit in with their friends. You've got to give them a whole new set of friends. So it turns out that Zoom is very capable of engaging their neurons. And we broadcast, it's like a TV station. You just watch people who are healthy, doing all these healthy things, and your brain will drag you to doing healthy things instead of fighting you on it because nobody else is doing them. So it's the importance of community that, that can actually oh, to reinforce gosh. some of these changes. And it, it's, it's, it's hard work, uh, and it requires constant vigilance, it sounds like, but it is so rewarding ultimately uh, because you can actually change the brain and actually overcome some you of these addictions. The yeah. And there's, it's a so, it's essentially it's recovery, and there's recovery models for you know virtually every form of addiction. Unfortunately, uh, you know when it comes to uh, you know we've seen tragedies you know with Matthew Perry and you know people who are uh, what we see a lot of recidivism. You know a lot of people yeah. falling off the wagon, but um, yeah, it it is. It, I think that that's the correct model. I think that you know given that the, the poor tolerance of some of these weight loss drugs. Let's mention another thing is that a lot of people just won't be able to stay on these medications. A, they're super expensive, so people no. won't be able to afford them. B, they cause side effects, which are really unacceptable for a lot of people. They cause a lot of gastrointestinal side effects. Uh, mm. Some people are going to take them. Actually, I think the the statistics show that uh, after a year, uh, only about half of the people who start these medications are still on them after two or three years, mm. even fewer. So what happens then mm. is you haven't really remodeled your brain. Uh, you've actually nope. further damaged your receptors. And then what ends up yep. happening is people gain the weight. They haven't changed their behaviors uh, because they were relying on a pill to suppress their appetite rather than doing yep. hard work that's necessarily overcome addiction. That's perfectly said. That's very well said. It's still waiting for there. The addiction is still there. You know, you still have corporations that are going out of their way to stimulate cravings. The addiction business model is still running rampant through the country. And people are being told that it's their fault. This is the thing. All these programs don't work. This is not a weight loss issue like having a beer gut. It's not a weight loss issue. It's it's get off the beer issue. And everybody's been told that it's their fault when they haven't been given an adequate program. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be in my online community for the rest of my life, happily. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as I leave my community, the mirror neurons, that overwhelming drive to copy and fit in, it'll be looking at people who eat processed foods. And it will drag me back to eating processed foods. This is the um, you know the twelve step community model. You're in there for life mm-hmm. because as soon as you leave your friends who don't use, you will be among people who do use, and your mirror neurons will just drag you right back to using again. Mm-hmm. 
The the place to go is foodaddictionreset.com. There, that's where people can find out about uh, this uh, very, very uh, well-thought-out program for overcoming food addiction. Um, I just I wanted to conclude by by talking about something else, which is about, you know, this problem in general, you know, from a societal standpoint, uh, because when it came to the tobacco industry, what did them in was, A, they found the stuff kills you. And B, they found yeah. that it was highly addictive and they were and cigarettes were a delivery system for a substance that killed you. That was the essence of the argument that did in the tobacco yeah. industry. I think we can yeah. now make the case, you know, with the research that's emerging about the harmful effects of processed foods and their addictive yep. nature and also the intentionality of the food industry to promote yeah. the consumption of something that is inherently unhealthy and deadly, that we can actually yep. have uh, litigation. You know, I, I, I'm not a big fan I'm of totally lawyers, lawsuits, uh, but I think we can have class action uh, suits to uh, push back yep. against, uh, you know, some of these, these big food players, but also a, a totally. cooperation with the government. That's the way they did in the tobacco industry is the government cooperated think- with lawyers. Well, hang on. The regulatory agencies are, you know, they're under the control of the food industry. So there's capture. The courts. There's capture. Yeah. You, you've got to go. You've got to go to the courts. And I think the avenue to that is to understand how processed foods combine with stress. And then there's one other piece, which I'm I'm going to just venture out here. There are a lot of healing modalities that are not offered in the in Western medicine. So meditation and visualization and Qigong and movement and breath mm-hmm. work and just there are lots of things that have been shown to work. And people are dying. You know, we, we, we focus way we over focus on the food alone because stress is also a killer. And people who've had trauma have elevated stress. Stress interferes with blood flow. So when you're treating the processed foods, when you're recovering from processed foods, you also need a space where you can recover from stress, kindness, compassion, patience, understanding, able to explain why it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. But the other thing to introduce into that mix is the, these, I mean, one author, this may be over the top, said that Western medicine's got 10% of vital, crucial answers. But there's another 90% of healing options that are being used all over the world and have been for, for, you know, millennia that Western medicine's not accessing. So if you throw those in, uh, we're finding that diseases that are considered to be chronic or incurable can be put into remission. I think we're looking at a whole new field called remission healthcare as opposed to medicated healthcare or surgical healthcare. And so let's do this. <laughs> and it, it fits in with the theme of intelligent medicine, which is de-prescribing, you know, minimizing our dependence on conventional medications, using them appropriately where they can make a difference, uh, but also accessing 
some of these modalities that you talk about, which are valuable. They're thought yeah. to be sort of the, you know, the soft side of healthcare, but really they should be front and center, uh, and deployed in dealing with some of these, these issues. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. truly, you, you have a very holistic perspective on that. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I urge people to visit your website, foodaddictionreset.com. Uh, if you want a deeper dive, there may be health professionals who are interested in, you know, more of the uh, nuts and bolts of this and processed food addiction is the yeah, definitive test on that. It, you, and you train we also train practitioners. Professionals. That, mm-hmm. that That's yep. great because, you know, you can't do it all uh, by yourself. You need... Um, you need people to extend your outreach. Uh, great stuff. Yep. Uh, Dr. Joan Ifland, is there anything else that you want to add or uh, any more resources that you want to point Just to? Just a big thank you. Just a big thank you. This is a terrible condition. These intense processed food cravings and people are being blamed for having them and not being able to control them. And none of it's true. So just a great big huge thank you for getting the word out. Well, thank you very much for your pioneering work in this field and uh, you know I admire your passion in trying to address which is probably the, the single biggest problem that is undermining the health of Americans I mean this is mm-hmm. yeah, this is it thanks mm-hmm. for joining us I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything Intelligent Medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com.